Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast. You are going to love my guest today just as much as I do. Her marriage to a professional baseball player struggles with severe food bondage and a father who was a quadriplegic brought Gary Meacham to a crisp realization. Her prayer life and her beliefs needed to match. She brings passion and authenticity to everything she touches. Her podcast and The Vine, her organization that helps vulnerable children and women in Uganda, her documentary film, God Loves Broken, and her eight books, and we'll talk about one of those today. Gary's refreshing honesty will lead you to a life of gutsy faith and help you know how to turn problems and heartaches into intimacy with God. Welcome, Gary. I'm so honored to have you here on the podcast. Thank you so much, friend. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Well, we met at an event. We were both speaking early this year and I instantly loved you. I knew that you would be a wonderful fit for our show. And we share a heart and a passion for Africa. You just returned from Uganda and I'm actually wearing one of your necklaces today. From, I love that. From the vine. Tell us about the vine. Tell us about your work in Uganda. Oh, thank you so much, Angela. I, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm so crazy about you. It's such a pleasure to be here with your audience on your show. So yeah, I just got back um, two nights ago, maybe three nights ago. I don't know. It's a blur. You know, when you, you get back, you're not sleeping and I kind of jumped right back into work, but Uganda is my love. Mm -hmm. I Went to Uganda, girl, you'll laugh at this. I was never a mission type person. Like I was that type of person that's like, we got enough problems here. Hmm. Why go around the world? And, you know, but a young girl from my home state of Colorado had gone to Uganda for an internship. She was 19 and she found a crooked orphanage and she was so upset about it they were basically stealing money and you know pillaging the kids lives it was horrendous mm. and so she started her own organization there she was able to go in and rescue some of those kids and I actually went my first time to Uganda as a favor to her I brought a team of teachers I was in education at the time and we worked with her staff I thought kind of one and done I'm I'm in and I'm out but God had other plans. And through a series of events, I um, was able to, with some local, um, some locals start a place of, of our own. And we named it the vine based on John 15, where Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And believe me, girl, I don't try to be the vine. He is. And I'm just the branch. But we serve women and children. You're right. In a very rural underserved area called Kamuli. And right now, friend, it's so bad there right now. Mm. The COVID lockdown, they're in a lockdown now, a, a severe one, because COVID kind of came to them later than it came to the world, I think, because it's not a high traffic area. And, you know, but now it's definitely there and they have 
really no hospitalization systems to speak of. And, you know, so we're seeing some some really intense ramifications of that. But the, the main thing is starvation because there's no food uh, that's that they're able to get access to. So we went in uh, just recent. I took a team and I have a full staff there in Uganda that works they're local Ugandans and they're fantastic. And they're of course working every day, but I bring teams about six, seven times a year. And we Mm. did a lot of food relief, um, but we have projects for women and and children and we just finished our baby home. I saw that. I saw that online. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, you know, and we didn't even know Angela, when we, when we started the baby home, I was like, no, I've always been about building a school. But for some reason, this baby home came on board for us to build first. And little did I know that this pandemic was bringing a rash of unwanted pregnancies. Oh, Young girls are being attacked. They're out of school. Their schools have shut down for almost two years now. At this point, they're mm. not projected to go back till January. And the young girls are getting pregnant by the droves. So there's so many unwanted babies right now. And we didn't even know God knew. So we will have a home, many of them in this, in this area. Wow. Thank you for the work you're doing, Gary. Besides my necklace, how can they be involved with the vine? I know you have products. How can they purchase them? Yeah, we do. We have, we have products and then we also have sponsorships. And, you know, if you love women, you can focus on that. If you love children, you know, we educate and provide medical care for children as well. Our website's the best way. It's just www.thevineuganda.org. And you'll see everything there. And we do have items. Our women use banana fibers and make the most stunning purses. You'll love them. And you've got that beautiful necklace with the tassel. It looks so good on you, by the way, Angela. It looks amazing on one of them. But those are so fun. And women literally on the ground in our villages will make every one of our products by hand. And it gives them some income to plant seeds, to have food, to really nourish their families. That's it's basically right now we're talking about a life, life and death situation. So absolutely it's more severe now than ever. So thank you so much for mentioning that. That's absolutely. And I'll put that link in my show notes as well. So listeners hop on there. You're going to buy something anyway, let's buy and, and, and change a life and empower a woman in Uganda. Thank you for what you're doing. There's so many things I want to talk about with you, Gary, because like me, you're multi-passionate and you bring that passion, that love for people, that love for the Lord into everything that you do. And I want to talk about some of your many endeavors today. But first, I want to ask you what it has been like to really have a life that's been framed by professional baseball. What have you loved most about it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, my husband and I have been married for, oh my gosh, 30 seven years now. So we kind of grew up together in pro ball. He was a first round draft pick Mm. and then went on to play most of his major league career for the Yankees. So it was intense. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It was not easy. We raised all three of our kids in the game and they're all sane and normal, which is great, (laughs) but it was, it was an amazing life. I think God knows my heart so well. I tend to get bored easily and 
girl, you're not going to believe this, but we moved 47 times in our first 10 years of marriage. 47 times. Yeah. And we quit counting after 10 years. So there's been many moves after that, but it's very transient. But I think, you know, in some ways I love that because we've met the most amazing people all across the country, Mm. both the minor leagues and the major leagues. So he's a coach for the Phillies now, which is great. We live in Houston, but I, our schedules are crazy. My work, his work, but we, we make it work and it's, it's been a great life. I love it. With such a transient life, Gary, what helped you to, to keep things constant in your own life, your time with the Lord or a sense of community? I imagine some of that could have been difficult moving that much. So what helped you? Yeah, that's, that's so, so true. Honestly, the Lord, the, I will tell you, the word of God was my, was my comfort and wherever we were, wherever we were sent minor leagues, major leagues. I always felt compelled to start up some kind of a Bible study mm. in my little apartment or wherever we were, even in hotel rooms. Mm. And that connector is what made it all powerful. Like it just, I didn't feel lonely. I didn't feel, I mean, now and then, you know, you, you feel that, but I didn't feel this overall sense of what am I doing? We're lugging our kids and our family all around the country. It really felt like a mission field. And it still does. Ironically, God has me in my life with some of the richest of the rich in baseball and some of the poorest of the poor in Uganda. And you know what? We struggle with it's all the same. It's just the emptiness without Jesus. And whether you have a lot or little, the problems are still the same. So I really appreciate the Lord for that perspective and the kind of the, these two totally opposite ends of life. And that's the life he's, he's given me. And and it's really, it's been fun. It's been hard sometimes, but it's been really interesting, you know? So I think that that's what I love the most about baseball and we're still in it. I mean, I don't see an end to it anytime soon. (laughs) I love it. And I love that reminder for each one of us, whether we're in baseball or Uganda, maybe we never leave, you know, our state, but we can still choose to say, I'm going to be grateful where I am. I'm going to start something. I'm going to build a sense of community. I love that you, you were a self starter to say, Hey, I can do Bible studies right here. And that has probably turned into some of your books. I want to talk about one of your books in just a moment. But I am curious to know what the inspiration was for your documentary film, God Loves Broken. Oh, yes. Wow. Well, that film really came from a crusade that we planned and launched in Uganda. And we had a very well-known young evangelist come with us. And then we worked with the local pastors. We had rappers and, you know, everything we did it in an open air, they called it a stadium, but it was just dirt with like a brick wall, but it was huge and packed every night for five nights. And we saw such amazing things come from that. But that is, that was the catalyst for God Loves Broken because we saw so many lives, you know, people, honestly, it it sounds like a, a movie, which it was, which just come in there like 
you know, just possessed and, and acting crazy and, and choking and, mm. and things that were happening in their lives. And we would just pray and pray. A lot of times we didn't know what to do. We just prayed and truly God does love broken. I mean, he just took our own brokenness because my own life and the life of this evangelist that came with us, we shared a lot about our own brokenness, but then we highlighted some of the lives in Uganda that have come through witchcraft and polygamy and, and murder and things that were just so awful and see how God just turned it around miraculously. And so it was a brilliant way to be able to tell that story. And that title just really came to us. God loves broken because he does and broken is broken all around the world. It's, it's the same thing. So that, that really was the catalyst for that. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. I would love to talk about one of the seasons I know that you went through that was difficult. Uh, That, that reminder that you just gave us that God can use even our broken places. And in one of your eight books, spirit hunger, you share about your struggles with severe food bondage. I've heard you talk about it as well. How have you personally, Gary, seen God turn problems and heartaches into a life of intimacy with him? Because I know there are so many of our listeners who are struggling, maybe not with a food disorder, maybe with one, and they want to know how you were able to turn those challenges into greater intimacy with the Lord. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I I didn't grow up knowing the Lord. I didn't grow up in church. My dad, as you mentioned, was in a car accident when I was nine and became a quadriplegic. My mom started drinking after that. We had a difficult a difficult run of it for years. And when I left my house, I was like, see ya. Bye-bye. I'm out of here. I I wanted nothing to do with my family and, and all the pain and heartache. I was the oldest. I raised my kid, my siblings, and I was done. But when I got to college, I saw patterns of eating actually a little before college, but patterns of binging. I was binging out of control. Angela, I could not stop eating And I gained so much weight. I was huge. I was miserable. And then I, I literally, sadly, um, well, I started to diet and the dieting really started as a healthy thing. But as I got compulsive in the dieting, I exchanged one compulsion for another and deep in the throes of anorexia a few years later, I was going to take my life. And I just saw no way out. I saw no way out of the heartache of my life. And I didn't know the Lord. And the day I was going to take my life, I went into one of my roommates rooms that everyone was gone out of the apartment. She had this picture of Jesus on the wall. To this day, it's my favorite picture of him. He's so handsome and inviting. And I looked at that picture and I said, Jesus, Mm. if you're real, can you make yourself known to me? I got nothing. I can't handle this mentally. I was literally taking my life that day. And it sounds so corny, but I felt like weight started lifting off of my shoulders. I didn't know the word saved. I didn't know the word salvation, but in that moment, that's exactly what happened. And I dug out a Bible and started reading it and putting scripture, like even on my hands, on my notebooks, God started to change me in that moment. I didn't even know what was happening to me. But it wasn't until a few years later after the birth of my second child that I got totally free 
mm. from foolishness. I still kind of walked a tightrope of that. And Angela, my favorite thing, I've written three books on the topic of, of the eight you mentioned, three are, are solely on this topic. My favorite thing is to let people know they can be free, not just white knuckling, mm. dieting, merry-go-round, up-down, failure, compulsion. No, free. Because I said the scripture, you can have life and life abundantly. I said to the Lord, this is not abundant life. This is still a food prison and I need a jailbreak. And that's exactly what he did. So one of my books, Truly Fed, Finding Freedom from Disordered Eating, that really describes a lot of that and some of the processes. And then I've written two Bible studies for an amazing organization called First Place for Help, Christ-centered um, in the way they deal with food issues, I wrote Be Free and Beyond Free for them. And there are eight-week Bible studies that just, just help lead you to understand that you can be free. It's not something you have to struggle with the rest of your life. And bulimia, anorexia, all of it, overeating, undereating, control, exercise, obsession, it all fits in, in, in this freedom capacity. So, yeah, it's been one of the joys of my life to see the freedom of the Lord in that struggle. And he took my struggle and then it became books. Every time I hold one of those books, just, I thank God. It's like, you know how the Bible says you build a monument on top of things and you name it. For me, that was building a monument on top of what was a stronghold in my life. And I named that monument freedom because that's, that's from the Lord. We'll get right back to this week's episode. I want to help you make life matter with some free resources at AngelaDenadio.com. You'll also find my books, albums, and ways to connect. While you're there, join my online community and be the first to hear exciting updates. If you long to walk where Jesus walked and are ready for the Bible to come alive in ways you have never experienced before, journey with me and Carol McLeod to Israel in 2022. Get all the details at AngelaDenadio.com. Can you share one tip or one, one thing that really helped you to get free? I know it sounds like it was a process. It wasn't an overnight event. It can be for some people, but we don't get stuck overnight and we don't get unstuck overnight. And it takes time for the word of God to renew our minds. So in that context, is there one thing you could share with our listeners who are saying right now, Gary, that's me. I'm listening to you and and that's my story right now. What would, what, what one piece of encouragement would you share with them today? Yeah. You know, there's so much, and I wish we had so much time to really unpack this, but I think, well, I'll, quickly, two things were the, the key that unlocked it for me. One was I read this author who, you know, back when I was struggling, there weren't a lot of books. Now you can find a plethora of stuff on all this. But back, you know, when I was struggling, people didn't talk about this that freely. And I found this one author and she really went after the word gluttony because I realized that gluttony, it, Proverbs 23 says, both the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty. And I realized this issue of gluttony, both when I was overeating and undereating, it was still this obsessive thinking about food, dieting, calorie controls, shoving in, secretive eating, all the things that I struggled with. 
And when I started, when I saw that word, it kind of started to unlock some things in, in my mind. And then it was Galatians that says, don't be deceived. God won't be mocked. You know, we're going to reap what we sow. And it says, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap destruction. If you sow to the spirit, you reap life. So I started thinking about spirit seeds Mm. and flesh seeds and what I was sowing in my life regarding food and my mental attitudes towards food. And I talk about it in depth in the book, but I started sowing spirit seeds Mm. and that might've looked like from the time I dropped my child off to preschool till the time I pick her up, I'm not going to choose food. It started like that, like a two hour one window of not eating two hours, like, you know, but that was hard for me. And it started as spirit seed like that and just led to such layers of freedom Mm. because, you know, the word of God is powerful and you maybe have, maybe some of your listeners have prayed and prayed and prayed about this, but you haven't had a strategy to actually put freedom into action. And that's my heart is to give you a strategy. So thank you for mentioning that. It, you know, that's so powerful that we give each other these strategies from the word of God, because it's all there and the promise is there. And if someone is wrestling with this same struggle, which one of your eight books would you encourage them to start with, Gary? Yeah, uh, you know, probably Truly Fed, Finding Freedom from Disordered Eating, because it covers the gamut, overeating, undereating, bulimia, anything you struggle with, it's there. And the principles lie across all of it. Um, And that's just available on Amazon or anything. If you just typed in truly fed, you know, you'll see it. And it also has a place in there to write things, um, specific things that are such a good record of where you are and where you want to be. Probably step two then would be the Bible study, be free, powerful, in-depth Bible study. Then beyond free goes even past that. Um, but truly fed, I think would be the best place to start. It's a good, it's a good launch point. Mm, Thank you, Gary. And again, I'll put all that in the show notes where they can found them. You're helping women ground their worth and the word in so many different ways. We talk about that here on the podcast and you host one of my favorite podcasts, which is gutsy faith. And you have an exciting announcement. You teach the word there with so much passion and so much relevance. Tell us what God is doing through the podcast and what's coming up for it. Well, let me first say that means a lot to me that you would say that's your favorite podcast because I respect you so much. I'm so crazy about you, girl. Thank you for that. That that really means a lot. You know, we started this podcast, Gutsy Faith. I didn't even I didn't even listen to podcasts. I, God was kind of like, start this. I didn't know what we were doing. And I brought along a co-host who's in her 20s. And I'm not. Obviously, I'm older. And so it's this fun kind of mix. But she loves the word so much. And we both said we want to do a show that focus, the star is the word of God. Hmm. And and we're making it like fun and relevant, but deep. And so we, we've just done it very organically this year. We didn't do any real promoting for it or anything. And as God would have it, we just celebrated one year in July of, of the show uh, being on air. There's a new streaming um, TV station, kind of like a Netflix only. It's called Liftable, uh, Liftable TV. And it's kind of like a faith-based Netflix and you can find amazing people on it. Well, they approached us about 
making the podcast a show, a TV show. And so Carla, my co-host and myself are in the process of that. We'll be filming it um, early September and launching mid-September. So it's new territory. You know, when you do things audio, you can have notes and be a mess and, you know, nobody's seeing you. But as you know, you look so beautiful doing your show on video. TV is a little bit of a different story. So we're, we're learning. It'll be It'll be great. We thank God for, for the opportunity. Absolutely. And more reach. That's exciting. Tell us again where that will be found. Yeah. Liftable TV is, you could just uh, actually, you know, look it up and you'll see it'll come up. It's a subscription TV, much like a Netflix. And I think it's like maybe $5 a month or something like that. And when you join that, you get access to all the various shows, there are amazing hmm. um, shows on their platform. And so we're, we're really honored to be one of them. And then you can just, you know, follow the show. We'll do a, we'll start with the season one, uh, you know, and just keep going season by season after that. But it's, it's quite easy. Just look up Liftable TV and, and there you are. That's great. So we'll put the vine in the show notes. We'll put liftable TV and how can they find you directly, Gary, your resources that we've talked about, where would you like them to go to connect with you and and purchase those? Yeah. Well, uh, my website, GaryMeacham.com is always a good place. And there's a way you can contact me. I'll get all the messages that ever come to that website. I get them. Um, you'll, you'll also see a connection from there to the Vine site where we have our, our products and things that we sell. Um, and it shows you too where you can get all the books, all the resources, DVD series, anything that, that might help you. Um, also, Angela, I'm so hoping you can be a part of this. I forgot to mention, but we are hosting a conference here in Houston next spring called Rise Up. I saw that. Writers. Yeah, writers, speakers, podcasters, filmmakers songwriters um, and leaders. So creatives just that want to come together and learn more. Oh, we're just all about cheering you wildly. And so that's, that's something else upcoming, but you can see that on GaryMeacham.com. More information. Absolutely. And her name is spelled G-A-R-I, just in case anyone is looking G-A-R-I. I love to ask all of my guests this question So when you get to heaven, other than Jesus, what person in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? Who can you just not wait to meet, Gary? (laughs) That is such a good question. I love that you ask that. You know, that was a hard one because I'm so crazy about the Bible. It's ridiculous. I love it so much. But a name came to mind and it's Nehemiah. Hmm. I love him so much because I'm so much I think I I just relate to him a lot Hmm. he had a burden for the people he had a vision and then he built he built it he built the wall it wasn't easy but he was he had this leadership that was just so engaging and inviting and and authentic people wanted to follow that and so I have studied him I have studied vision through him how to carry a vision out he has impacted me probably more in ministry than, than anyone. And I wish I could put his picture like up on my mantle. That's how much I love him. Just like he's part of the family, but you know, I would say, I think he's my favorite. I love that. And he dedicated his life to rebuilding, 
rebuilding walls. And I feel like you're doing that in so many ways in Uganda, through your podcast, through your work, through your books, through your film, so many ways that you have decided, hey, I'm not going to let things just stay the way they are. I am going to make a determination to use the gifts that God has given me. And it's, it's so evident in the way that you live your life, Gary. And you can hear, if you're listening, you can hear the infectious passion that she lives her life with. And so you're going to want to connect with her in so many different ways. And she's going to pray over us in just a moment, maybe especially, Gary, for anyone who some of your story resonated with them. Maybe someone's listening and they've never accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. This could be their moment. Like you said, Jesus, if you're real, I need you to make yourself known. Jesus isn't trying to hide from us. He wants to make himself known. So we're going to invite you to pray for us for in just a moment. And as we were preparing for this interview, I was thinking about her book that talks about spiritual hunger and hungering and thirsting for more of God. We mentioned that a little bit earlier in our interview today, in our conversation. So I just want to close us with this week's truth that matters. When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be filled. And Jesus said this to us in Matthew 3, Matthew 5, verses 3 through 7. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Thank you, Gary. I love the way that you have let Jesus fill your life. And now the overflow and the abundance is, is touching so many lives. Thank you so much for their, your voice in our generation. Thank you so much, Angela. I feel the same about you. And girl, I'm cheering you so wildly. And all your listeners, it's my honor to pray. Thank you so yeah. much. We'll pray over us as we uh, end our conversation. Okay, thank shall you. We? Absolutely. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for Angela and her heart for people to share your word and to engage people's stories. I thank you for every listener right now, those listening now and those that may tune in at another time, anyone under the sound of my voice right now, Lord Jesus, I pray a covering over them that you would bring them to such a depth and an intimacy with you that any questions they have, any pain, any heartache, any unanswered prayer, any strongholds, anything Holding people back, Lord God, break it right now in your name, Jesus. Those perhaps struggling with food issues or compulsions that they see no hope in. Lord God, you are the God of hope. Right now, I pray that you would fill their hearts with a hope that's so inexpressible. They just can't even hardly believe that they're so filled and so in love. Lord God, thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for all our lives. And if anyone listening has not yet given their lives to you and made you their savior, I pray that right now they would give you their heart. It's so simple. Just ask you, Jesus, to be their savior. And what you did on the cross says it all. Lord God, I thank you for this day and thank you for this time. And we glorify you in it. In your mighty and matchless name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 
Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.